we actually didn't know he was adopted. Yeah. None of us did. We uh -huh. thought that his parents were his parents for his whole life. I see. I see. Um, but it kind of made sense because he looks nothing like the mom and dad mm -hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, later on in life, he found out that um, he he was adopted. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how he did, but the dad didn't tell him. But he found out on his own okay. somehow. Okay. Um, he was completely normal before. Has a conversation with his dad, and he and he and he lets him uh, know where his parents. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome. <laughs> That's ex I didn't say it, but I was thinking in my head. Oh, everybody knows what that shit is, man. <laughs> Who the fuck was that? Uh, wasn't it Dave Chappelle? It was Dave Chappelle was making fun of uh was it was he a presidential candidate oh oh that's right that's right who the right. fuck was that though ah uh, fuck i forget i, forget. I bet <laughs> you if i google bia right now that shit will pop up dude i'm gonna put presidential bia <laughs> presidential bia but dave Chappelle uh made fun of it yeah 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 2000 this is the first thing that pops up 2004 the scream that doomed howard dean isn't that fucking funny Dog, it's in Wikipedia. It's called it's, the, it's called the Dean Scream. I, I didn't know it had a title. Wow. The Dean Scream, also known as I Have a Scream, yeah. was a speech delivered by Vermont Governor Howard Dean on January 19, 2004 at the Valer Ballroom in West Des Moines, Iowa. Uh -huh. uh, that night, the pre presidential candidate, he was a presidential candidate, <laughs> had, had just lost the, the Iowa caucus to John Kerry and wanted yeah. to reassure supporters he was going to win. The speech involved Dean loudly listing states he would win to a ruckus audience before screaming yeah! <laughs> within four days it was broadcast 633 times on national news wow. networks and cables wow the audio used in his airings of the screen was for dean's undirectional microphone which decreased the volume of the background noise to the point where only dean's voice was audible <laughs> i can't believe there's an official write-up about that we're thing. gonna take wisconsin we're gonna take out <laughs> Damn, it actually has a title. That's crazy. I heard that shit ruined his presidential candidacy. Really? Like, after that, it just fucked him up. I would feel like that would elevate him to another. I think now it would. Uh -huh. I think because the way you get elected to be a president, yeah. this type of yeah. malarkey yeah. is the shit that'll do well. That's true. I mean, shit, if Dave Chappelle's making fun of you in this day and age, man, the type of exposure you'd get, you know? <laughs> yeah! You'd instantly become relevant overnight, you know? Now, did you see this... Uh, I started watching uh, this weird fucking doc on Next. It mm -hmm. was like the neighbor next door or something like that. Have you seen that shit? No, neighbor next door. I'm a hey, no, 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 ruining it. Come ruin on, shit for you. no. If you want me to watch it, don't, don't, that gives me zero incentive to watch it. Then this podcast is brought to you by Junbi Matcha. Do you hate the jitters and crash that coffee gives you? Well, say no more, my friends, because hundreds of thousands of people are drinking Junbi Matcha, not only for the health benefits, but for the caffeine boost that lasts without the crash of coffee. You can mix it, have it hot, ice cold, or try it with your favorite juices and have fun with it. Remember, not all matcha is created the same, and Junbi has the highest quality matcha you can find straight from a farm in Japan, handpicked and curated to get you the best quality there is. No competition. To get 10% off your first order of tins and packets, go to junbishop.com. That's J-U-N-B-I shop.com and enter code GeniusBrain to get 10% off your first order. That's J-U-N-B-I shop.com code GeniusBrain. You know what's an interesting show that uh, reminds me of when you when you say that? Um, it's uh, oh, fuck. 
It's that show where uh, they interview serial killers across the country. I haven't seen that. Um, fuck, what was the name of it? God, I'm so bad with these names. Is it? Man. So am I, dude. I just watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Um, it's not. It's not like a. It's a fictional show. Okay. Yeah, but the serial killers that they interview mm -hmm. are uh, real serial. Real yeah, okay. real serial killers. Um, so you know, it's kind of the same thing. How some of these serial killers, they're just sociopaths. Yeah. You know, they they lie so fluidly. And, and Mind then, Hunter. Mind Hunter. There you go. That's the name of it. Yeah. yeah. That kind of show revolves around that whole thing is like this guy who's kind of green in the psychological field for the FBI. So the FBI is uh, creating this. Um, they're starting to delve into the psychological aspects yeah. of is there something wrong with these serial killers or are they just killing, you know? Um, and then so once they start delving into that, this guy starts uh, interviewing these serial killers and then there's a fine line between, you know, what they're telling as the truth and what they're telling as lies. And he can't really distinguish that at the beginning because he's kind of naive, right? Yeah. They, 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 they don't go in with an expectation of like, yeah, we got to expect these guys to lie and to be very charming and, and to, to be That's able to- That's the weird part when the serial killers are very fucking charming. Yeah. It's almost like they're consistently playing this role, mm -hmm. like this this acting role for yeah. the rest of their fucking yeah. lives. Yeah. It's That's weird. why they're fucking sociopaths. It's creepy. They, 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 like, they know what they need to do to appear normal mm -hmm. and to appear trustworthy and credible. Yeah. And then they kind of, uh, I guess, play to- the, the room or, or whoever they're getting interviewed by to basically sweet talk them and charm them. They're almost like an alien trying to play a human. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because you, know? you know these motherfuckers are crazy. They're fucking nuts. Yeah. There was a podcast that uh, that would explain these, it was, it was all different type of murders and serial killers. Mm -hmm. I forgot which one it was, but my brother also got me into that, but I stopped listening to it because it was mm -hmm. giving me nightmares. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was so vivid because yeah. you're hearing these interrogation and these audio tapes. There was this one specific serial killer um, that would only kill, I think it he could have killed his whole family mm -hmm. and... I might be misquoting this, but there's a very specific part mm -hmm. um, where he had a daughter and mm -hmm. he was like sexually abusing this daughter. Oh, man. But he would talk about what he would do to, to his daughter mm -hmm. as if it was just common sense. Right. Like, why wouldn't I do as this? As a thing? matter of fact. As thing. a matter of fact, <laughs> something specifically that he used to do, he would make her hold in her pee mm -hmm. for the longest time. Oh, my um, God. And I think, I forgot what it was exactly, but she would have to pee a certain way or do something the way he told. And if she mm -hmm. didn't, or if she would pee... Uh, when he, he wouldn't tell her to, he would beat her fucking ass. And he would talk about it as yeah. if like, yeah, well, you know, um, well, she was in the bathroom and she would, you know, she would defecate or urinate inside there without me telling to her, I, I fuck her up. <laughs> <laughs> like as if, as if the person he's telling yeah. does that to their kid right, as well. Right. You know, those guys, I mean, look, man, any type of serial killer are obviously heinous human beings, but the ones who fuck with kids that like for me that that's like the worst of the worst you yeah. know because you're taking these tiny human beings who who need to be shaped by you who need yeah. to be nurtured and cared for by you but you are basically destroying them you yeah. know and and then if you kill them that actually might be a blessing because at least you end the fucking misery and suffering that you're yeah. putting them through right and then if you don't kill them it was like that case of uh, with you know Gabriel Hernandez. Mm -hmm. Remember those, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the stepfather and the mother right, just right. beating the shit yeah, out of that kid. They they did some fucking 
terrible, terrible things to him. That shit um, was nuts. Just in the beginning of the doc where they were talking about how his head and his skull felt like Rice Krispies. Right. Is they found cat litter in his stomach. Yeah. They found a bunch of weird things in there, like paper or some yeah, shit like that. Yeah. They would put him in the closet yeah, uh, for the for, longest yeah, time. They, yeah, I think for like weeks on end or yeah. some shit, right? The saddest part was when they when he was uh, the teacher who had who knew something was wrong, mm-hmm. but she couldn't help him out, mm-hmm. even though she went through every single avenue and facet to make sure that he got the help he needed. Yeah. And it was Mother's Day, and this was two days before he died. Yeah. Uh, and everybody was making a card and she talked to Gabriel Hernandez. He was, she was asking him like, you don't have to make this card for her. He Mm -hmm. goes, no, I want to. Mm -hmm. He was super excited writing how much he loves his mom, how pretty she is, even though she's one of the ugliest fucking people I've ever seen in her life. (laughs) And also the one of the worst human beings Oh, for sure. Right? But I mean, that, 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 that proves my point though. It's like, despite all the heinous things like she did to him, there was still a love for her in, 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 inside of him, Yeah, you know? And and that's the nature of a child, right? It's they're like puppies, yeah. right? They just they just look to you because you're a source of like uh, care for them, a, a sort well anyway supposed to be. And even though you do these things to them, they still feel love for you. They Dog, still man, feel care for you. I always wonder too what would happen to some of these kids who survive, like these serial killers too. Some of them have families that they don't they don't fuck up their family. Mm-hmm. But later on, these kids like what happens when they find out who their parents really are? Oh, I'm or sure. If, or if yeah. they did fuck up stuff, you know, fucked up shit to them yeah. only because uh, I know of somebody, mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with like serial killing, right? Yeah. But this person was adopted. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually didn't know he was adopted. Yeah. None of us did. We uh-huh. thought that his parents were his parents for his whole life. I see. I see. Um, but it kind of made sense because he looks nothing like the mom and dad mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, later on in life, he found out that um, he he was adopted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how he did, but the dad didn't tell him. But he found out on his own okay. somehow. Okay. Um, he was completely normal before. Has a conversation with his dad, and he and he and he lets him uh, know where his parents are, mm-hmm. uh, where his mom is. So his mom is actually in a in a in a psych ward. Mm-hmm. So she was like a, a like a high end schizophrenic. I'm not sure if that's Ooh, the actual term, but she deals tough. with like severe schizophrenia, yeah. right? And him hearing that made him freak the fuck out, mm-hmm. right? And I think. What, I don't know what happened to him uh, mentally. Uh, this is somebody that's not close to me. I, I know of him. Yeah, yeah. Um, but something happened in between that time where something weird happened to him. When he found out that his mom had schizophrenia, mm-hmm. it triggered something in his head. Oh. And then he started hearing voices too. Wow. Which I didn't know. Like if you're if you're a psychiatrist or something and you can clarify about this type of stuff, mm. let me know because I, I didn't know that that kind of stuff could be hereditary uh-huh. or maybe it's because he just kind of like freaked out and psyched himself <laughs> out in this, into hearing something shit. Something snapped in his Yeah, so his he mind. ends up just uh, letting go of his career. Mm-hmm. Everything disappears mm-hmm. and um, kind of starts doing like uh, a lot of religious cultist shit. Okay. Um, gave up all of his worldly possessions. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And uh, later, later on, lo and behold, a buddy of mine told me, um, uh, a mutual friend of ours told me that, yo, he actually was in the hospital. Uh-huh. I was like, what happened to this dude? Well, he, he thought, um, he, he told me that he thought he heard the voice of God talking to him. Oh, no. And he started going, getting butt naked <laughs> yeah. and climbing up a fucking like mountainside, like one of those hillsides with, you know, with the roads and yeah, shit like yeah. that. Because he kept hearing the voice of God. And uh-huh. so he was trying to find God. Yeah. And then a fucking car hit him. 
Oh my god! And like broke his fucking back and everything. Oh I, I, shit! He can walk and shit now, and yeah. he's, he's okay. I'm pretty sure he's gonna have chronic pain for the rest of his life. Yeah. But the thing that triggered all that shit was him finding out that he was adopted, which already was trauma. He didn't know mm-hmm. for what twenty some odd years of his life, mm-hmm. and then on top of that, found his mom is uh, is in a psych ward for. Uh, That's crazy, man. I mean. I can understand kind of uh, going down a dark hole after you find out that you're adopted. That's a lot to process, especially in your, your whole adult- life. It's like, yeah. yo, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. You question everything, your whole existence. I'm not who I thought I was. These mm-hmm. people, yeah, they're they're technically your mom and dad, but not biologically, right? Yeah. So I'm sure, man, um, that fucks you up on some level. But then this guy is like a step beyond that you know yeah. in the worst way in the worst way possible <laughs> yeah. um but schizophrenia man that that shit's real i mean i told you the story about uh the neighbor my parents neighbor the kid who was schizophrenic remember i think oh, i talked shit. about it on the podcast before maybe yeah this dude came like you know um making threats and like remember he, he called me the hacker who said i was gonna butt oh, rape that's him. right <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> but that shit was very real to him in his head yeah. and so how old was he uh, he was probably like 15, 16 years old. So like when he was accusing me of that, you could see kind of like the conviction. Like this dude was convicted. You started you know? thinking like, did yeah. I butt yeah. this guy? I'm like, what? <laughs> did, I, did I do yeah, this? It makes you kind of a second guess. Yeah. Like, wait, hold on. I was like, wait, was it good? Did you yeah. enjoy it? Did no, I enjoy he it? Said, he said I was going to, uh, like that I threatened him that I'm going to, you know, butt rape him. Uh, that what a I, very specific thing. <laughs> Dog. I would have been like, you better get the fuck out of my face. That's exactly <laughs> what my response was, man. But that's the thing, man. It, it's American that American dude. When, <laughs> when they hear those uh, voices in their head, man, that shit is very. Remember, I told you this dude ended up trying to rape his mom. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he cornered her in the house, and then that's what ultimately made them send them away to get treatment. I, I like how that's the last straw. <laughs> it's like. The fucking screaming butt rape thing wasn't yeah. the thing. Like, I would have been like, I can't handle this type yeah, of shit. Yeah, exactly. Trying to rape his mom—that's fucking nuts. That's that's what I heard. Because the thing is, like, um, they had some uh, other people living at the home, and I was asking, like, so what happened? Uh, to I forget what his name was, but I was like, what happened? You know, like, is he is he cool now? It's like, oh no, he they they sent him away to get treatment. And I was like, oh shit, did something bad happen? He's like, uh, yeah, like he he tried to pin his mom, like corner his mom, and like rape her. I was like, what the what fuck? The fuck? I was like- Did he have a dad around? They do have a dad, but the dad wasn't around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a mom. But I I, I said it in, in, the, in the podcast too, but her mom, er, the guy's mom was off too. Okay. She, uh, she was in, yes, it's just, she was kind of off. I, I don't know in what way, but- you know, you know what I'm it's, talking it's about. It's not all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you interact with somebody, you're like, oh, all right. They they, they don't got. They're not playing with the full card, of, yeah. <laughs> you know, full deck of cards. <laughs> I, I wonder how that works because uh, my brother right now, he lives in a, a condo, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's an apartment size condo type of thing. He rents it out from yeah. the, from the uh, from the tenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, his neighbor deals with some type of mental ailment mm-hmm. uh, to the point where she's like every night. She fucking screams and starts crying for like two, three oh, hours man. every night. That's and so, well, the good thing is, is my yeah. brother's rent got reduced by four hundred dollars a month <laughs> Just because of that. Yeah, well, he's like, I gotta leave because yeah. they didn't. You have to legally uh, disclose that type of stuff before mm-hmm. a tenant comes in, and mm-hmm. so they're like, my brother's like, I'm gonna leave, but they can't get somebody else to move in if if they know about that type of right, stuff. Right, right, right. Because not only does she scream at the top of her lungs, like 
crying and or whatever. Dude, that's just that's hard to be around, man. And then because I mean, it's screaming. Yeah, I, I could hear it because he will post it on the stories. Like, hey, what do I do? But asking people, what do I do about this? Yeah. Um. She also smells really bad because she's not bathing herself. Uh-huh. And so when I went to go visit him in San Diego uh, a couple of months ago, yeah. in my mind, I'm like, yo, how bad can this be? Dog, yeah. It's loud. Like screaming, dude. Really? Like she's she could do like death metal rock. She lives by herself? She lives by herself. So that's the thing, right? So yeah. I'm trying to figure out. They said that, that she can't be removed from that place. Uh-huh. I mean, there's an HOA and everything else like that. But I guess like legally, she could still take care of herself, quote unquote. How? I don't know. But when I walked in... in, in in front of his house, yeah. I thought somebody shit and piss all over the place. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this smell?" Oh my god! And then my brother's like, "It's it's actually her house because she leaves the windows open." Oh my and god, so her, that's so bad. Dude. Her house actually kind of smells like um like like the streets of LA and uh, around Skid Row. Oh my, that's god. that's how bad it smells. And so everybody's trying to figure out how to help her, yeah. But they don't know. They're, they're like, "Well, can't she? Ha- she can't take care of herself. Yeah. She has to have somebody come and take her away, yeah. or or set her to a place where she could be taken care of." But they're like, "No, legally, she's still taking care of herself. She's paying the bills and everything on time, uh-huh. so they can't do anything." And then at, she has to want the help. At, at least, I mean, like an emergency contact or something. Like, just reach out to somebody. I mean, because she clearly is having some sort of episode. You know? Yeah, every fucking night. Yeah. And so my brother once saw her in the parking lot and uh-huh. she was like on the floor mm-hmm. crying, asking for help. And so my brother had to actually help pick her up and take her to her apartment. Mm-hmm. But she smelled like piss and shit. Oh, so God. it was, he was like helping her up and trying not to yak yeah. at the same time. So I felt, it's like, you know, what does he do? He's yeah. like, he's not going to leave this lady on the floor. Yeah. And he had a conversation and talked to her. And I think at that time he assumed that she was kind of all there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I think when he had more interactions with her, he found out that she's actually uh, a little mentally ill. Mm, yeah, I see. I mean, look, it sounds if she has moments of clarity, then it sounds like it's episodes rather than like her constant state of being. Yeah. But either way, if she's having episodes on a constant basis like that and is screaming at the top of her lungs and isn't even practicing basic hygiene, like yeah. hygiene, you know, like. Come on, man. Somebody got to help her. We were talking about this earlier in Los Angeles specifically. I understand why people are just leaving to Texas now at this point, specifically in Los Angeles. Like mm. the, the homeless situation here has gotten so terrible and out of hand. Like, dude, uh, like me and Bart, we went to go eat. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to get like some drinks in little Tokyo. Yeah. And usually Skid Row stays in a certain area. If you guys yeah. haven't been to Skid Row in Los Angeles, you don't know what it looks like. It's, it's basically a hobo town. Yeah. But it's ridden with just drugs. Yeah, and that's not me saying this as like a, a stereotype or yeah. anything like that. Or no, making Skid Row's real. <laughs> no, this is not an assumption from the outside. This, yeah. Like the drug problem in Skid Row is a fucking issue. It's yeah. gotten to the point now where at at that area, like a medieval disease came back, like leprosy or some shit yeah, like that, because sure. the hygiene is so bad there. I, I I was actually just talking to some of my friends earlier, and I was telling them that for the first time, I'm considering leaving LA yeah, because that was exactly it. Homeless problems. And like, it just has become so dirty, you know? Well, it's fucked up. And then what the fuck are we paying for? Yeah. We have the highest taxes in California. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I, I want to know where you're allocating this fucking money because Mm -hmm. this place is looking shittier and trashier every day. Yeah. And I'm getting a little tired of it. Yeah. I mean, and the pandemic didn't help, you know, it did not. because uh, there was a period of time when all these businesses were closed. And so like the encampments, homeless encampments just started migrating into all the main areas. And look, I'm not saying that these homeless people shouldn't be helped. They, they need to be helped. They're obviously the homeless problem in LA has been a 
a plague for I don't for decades. Dog, it's hard to help someone when they're blowing crack in somebody else's <laughs> asshole. <laughs> like that's the uh, dog, dog, there's this video on Twitter. This is real yeah, shit. Yeah. It is a video yeah, yeah. of a homeless dude Nine smoking crack and he blew the crack into the other dude's asshole. And the other motherfucker just like, thank you. And he smoked the crack pipe and blew it in the he blew it right back in the other dude's asshole. I'm like, yo, I didn't know you could get high through the anus. Hey man. That shit crack is a hell of a drug. <laughs> You know, <laughs> that that's going to make you do some crazy shit. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I, I feel it, man. I mean, I'm I'm around um, L.A. all the time. I mean, that's where I live. So I'm just driving around. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is going on, man? Like this, it's just getting worse and worse. And, and the thing is, it's like for me, I don't necessarily want to be around that where I live. You know, yeah. I, I don't want I don't want to be exposed to like um, that type of uh I guess dirtiness, mm -hmm. uh, like just having fucking piss and shit on on the sidewalk. And it's like, dude, come on, man, you guys gotta do something about this shit, man. Like, it's it's just bleeding into everywhere, all the residential areas, and it's like, it's problematic because. Uh, so my when I first came to Los Angeles, I was volunteering at a lot of homeless shelters. Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. something that I used to do in Sacramento, so yeah. I just did it over here. Yeah, uh, I mentioned the story a long time ago, but I stopped doing that shit because a homeless dude spit right in my fucking face. <laughs> like it was, we were passing out fucking food. Yeah, and the dude literally just went two mm -hmm. fucking Spider Man yeah. web spit all yeah. over my ice cream. Yeah. I was like, oh fuck, oh shit. But you know that's not, it. It just kind of traumatized me a little bit after yeah. that. But uh, yeah. just having a but that's leading to the conversation I had with the people who were running the thing. Yeah, and I was asking them. It's like yeah, there's a lot. Of, we were we were talking about the homeless issue, and I'm not sure if this is true. If you guys work at a shelter, but this is what was told to me about ten years ago, and they were telling me that in Los Angeles, it's not a food problem. So when you see uh, homeless people here, mm -hmm. we have a lot of functions where homeless people can come. They know where these shelters are. They know where to get food. Yeah. They can get free food easily. Because yeah. if you were homeless the next day, I can give you a bunch of resources where I can make sure that you get three hot meals a day mm -hmm. or any type of meal a day. Yeah, you'll, yeah. You won't go hungry. Yeah. It's just obviously you won't have a house to, to be at, but mm -hmm. in terms of food, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. So uh, he was telling me specifically in that area in Los Angeles, when people are asking you for money and they're like, I'm really hungry, they're not hungry. Like I know these guys. Like yeah. I work here. This is my living. Yeah, they're using that money for drugs. Yeah, that's the problem. So oh, he goes, for sure. I guarantee if you told them, hey, I'm not gonna get give you money, but I'll buy you a hot meal. They'll tell you to fuck off. Right. And that's happened to me multiple times. No, I know, I know, man. Yeah. Like the the drug problem is is definitely a huge problem within the homeless community, and also um, mental issues. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of the funding when it was cut for like these mental mental institution. These people who were getting treated had nowhere to go. Well, when was that? That was like what the the late eighties, early nineties. I think or some it was shit? the eighties. Yeah, I forgot what that shit was, but I I I've heard of it. I mm -hmm. haven't really looked into it, but yeah. it was something where they just started sending people who were mentally ill out into the streets. Yeah, like, and they're still out there's here. There's nowhere to go. Yeah. Nowhere to go, man. Uh, once once funding disappeared for those places, um, yeah, where are you gonna send those people, right? And then so, I think that that makes up a bulk of the homeless community is yeah. uh, drug abusers and people with uh you know mental issues mental diseases blowing cracking assholes dude. that's exactly <laughs> what's happening dude yeah i mean even little tokyo man there's there's some uh there's this lady who used to always go around there she looks like a normal person but then she always has the same story like down to the last detail of why are she you are you talking about the are you talking about the late aids lady 
I think the white lady. The white lady, the yeah. blonde one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, if this lady come up to me one more time and she got AIDS, yeah. I'm like, listen, you've been living with AIDS for damn near fucking ten years now. Did you see, you know the other dude with the with the tattoo on his head? Oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. know that guy, yeah, right? Yeah. Fuck, man. So you know the same people. Yeah. These, this. Let me tell you something. Listen, I'm not a homeless person, yeah. right? But I know I have tact about how to ask money. Yeah. AIDS lady is the most hilarious lady of all <laughs> because she has no tact. She yeah. just comes up. She goes, excuse yeah. me, sir. Yeah. I have AIDS. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Why? Yo, ease me into the conversation. <laughs> and that's all she says. And then yeah. she just asks for money. After yeah. that. I'm like, you know, you could have just asked for money. I don't yeah. need to know the AIDS part, <laughs> you know, which you don't have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, and that's what I'm saying. There's some of these people who've recited their story uh, over and over again and they try to appear as normal as possible mm -hmm. and make it seem like they just really need a little bit of money a little bit of help from you but clearly that that money is that number tattoo guy i heard it spill so often when i was yeah. in little tokyo all the yeah. time yeah. excuse me sir i just got out of the out of prison a couple of days ago as you can see from the tattoo from my, from my forehead this is the reason why i can't have a job he did that shit i gave him five bucks once he forgot he asked me for money uh -huh. he turned around and he's like excuse me sir i just got out of jail a couple i was like i was like i just gave you five bucks he yeah. goes all right <laughs> he just walks by same shit yeah this is a couple days ago i'm yeah. like bro i don't know a couple days dog yeah that i mean so that like that's the thing man it's like for me you know i, I was born and raised here and so like you kind of get desensitized to that shit you, you see a lot of the cases where like when you do try to help them out that they don't want the food that they're saying that they need the money for yeah and it's like okay well if that's the fucking case because i'll buy a, i'll buy them like a subway sandwich or yeah, something no i mean i've seen you do it too yeah. you know um and, and so like i would say one out of ten times they'll they'll actually take you up on it's, that offer it's very few and far between yeah, yeah yeah and then so like if that's the case it's like come on man you know where that money's gonna where that money's gonna go bro there's a kid too that's actually in k-town mm -hmm. it's like this young black kid uh, he's probably in his like what mid-20s now maybe mm -hmm. he was like 18 at the time but uh i was at subway and you know like this is when i first came to la i didn't have a lot of fucking money yeah and so i remember this guy number one i didn't like being touched if i don't fucking know you oh I, I, that's <laughs> yeah. like the worst thing for so me bro i'm about to go into the subway this dude grabs my shoulder yeah right and i'm like the fuck right yeah. it's like hey sir like it's like yo can i can you buy me like a sandwich or whatever and this guy's a good looking young 18 year old dude yeah and i'm like i was like hey number one don't touch me yeah but I was like, number two it's like yeah i'll get you a sandwich like yeah. it's not a problem yeah it's coming in and i just you know i think when i look at somebody like him and he's very capable right mm. and i was like hey bro i'm gonna buy you a sandwich and a meal but i want to ask you a question right and i was like you look at me right i'm like if you don't know this but I'm really broke right now. I don't yeah. actually have a lot of fucking money, yeah. you know, which is why I'm also eating at the subway with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to get you the sandwich. Yeah. But I see you're a good looking dude. You're 18 years old. You you look fine. Like, what's your story? Right. He's like, yeah, I just, I dropped out of high school and you know, I just, I don't want to work a job. I don't want to do anything. So I'm just like out here living my life. And I'm like, <laughs> hold on a second, man. And so I looked at him. I was like, yeah. so, so you think it's fair for me where I'm barely making ends meet, barely being able to pay my rent, mm -hmm. you know, trying to make it out here in the city that I just moved into. Mm -hmm. you, you'll take my money because you don't want to work and I should buy you a sandwich when I'm over here yeah. struggling to pay for my own stuff. Yeah. Right. And he got really fucking quiet. Yeah. I'm like, so you don't want to work simply because you don't want to work. Yeah. You just want to be lazy. I was like, that's it? Yeah. I was like, you know, I'll be real with you, man. Like, that's kind of fucked up, yeah, <laughs> you know, that yeah. you would take my money yeah. to feed yourself when I have to work my ass off for my paycheck. Yeah. You know, and... uh 
I remember after I said that, this one got dead quiet. He goes, hey, man, you ain't got to buy me a sandwich. And like that. I was like, no, no, I'm going to buy you the sandwich. You know what I mean? He's like, nah, you don't got to. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to get you the sandwich, dog. You should have told him, well, I was just going to get a six inch for me, six inch for you. But I guess I mean the foot long because you ain't getting one. Yeah. This fool was like, oh, shit, this fool just lectured me, man. And yeah. I'm like, nah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to get you the sandwich. But yeah. I bought him the sandwich. And it's funny because he's actually at, he ended up going towards that 7-Eleven near, um, not near Chapman, but near a blue cafe blue mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you know everybody holds the door right, but he right. became a, a door opening dude oh, over no. there but the funny thing is he remembered me yeah because i gave him that that talk yeah he just never asked me for money just opened the door he's like what's up man he's opened the door for me <laughs> because it sucks yeah. you know and i'm looking at him I'm like yo it's cool to live your life like that but yeah. i'm just curious when someone i see a good looking young strong no capable it's man. not cool to live your life like that bro if you're yeah. if you're fully capable if if you're if you don't have anything like impeding you from from like getting a job and, and being able to support yourself and your only excuse is I'm just lazy and I don't want to do that, that's not cool, yeah. bro. That is not cool. Yeah. You you're spitting in the face of everybody else who like is pulling tooth and nail to make it work for themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then and and, and you're leeching off of that. Yeah. Like those people I don't feel should get any compassion yeah. from uh people who are supporting themselves because yeah. again if you're able and and the opportunities are there now i'm not saying you're gonna have like a comfortable lavish life mm-hmm. but i'm saying you could do enough for yourself to get a roof over your head some clothes on your back and, and a hot meal yeah. on the table and if you choose not to do that again only because you're lazy bro you don't deserve anything from anyone yeah it's weird because that option is always there and i've i've always I've always kind of like, I don't want to say scrutinize people on this type of stuff, yeah. but it's more like, because I know how hard my parents work to ha- get their paycheck, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, somebody, I've been asked this question a lot. It's, you know, what would you have done without YouTube? I was like, I would have figured it out. Exactly. I would have worked a job, anything. I would have worked four, five, six jobs. It doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Yeah. If there's a, if, if I need to figure out what my means to an end is. Yeah. And so when people think like, oh, when this whole space explodes, what would you do? Mm-hmm. Bitch, I got skills, son. I'll do something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. Exactly. Motherfucker, I'll pop lock in Santa Monica. I don't motherfucker. I'll, I'll be out here dressed up with all, in, all in silver, yeah. doing the robot, like getting dollars. I'll figure that shit out, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. don't worry. And I have no shame, too. If I ended up to a point where people are like, oh, my God, like you lost everything. Mm. So I guess I got to start from the ground up again. Yeah, exactly. It's what it is. You yeah. might feel embarrassed for me. I don't have to feel embarrassed for myself because yeah. I know my situation. Yeah. And when you come from nothing, yeah. it is what it is. That's right. life, dude. Right. For sure. And that's what I'm saying is that, look, you're first of all uh, blessed to be born in this country, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, despite the problems here, let's be real, man. Versus a lot of other countries out there in the you world. You have a ladder to climb that's very that you're very capable of climbing. Exactly. In this country. Exactly. America will give you uh, a, a leg up over a lot of um, other countries Mm -hmm. and the opportunities that are available to the average person in other countries. And then so to have that, and then to just basically be like, eh, nah, you know, I don't don't ever wanna do anything and Mm -hmm. I just wanna freeload and I just wanna leech. It's like, well, then yeah, you deserve to fucking be on the street and you deserve to have nothing. It's it's hard to tell that to, I think, to a lot of uh, immigrants, Mm -hmm. right? Asian, African, mm-hmm. Latin, it doesn't matter, yeah, right? Yeah. Immigrants have a hard time empathizing with people who grew up in this country that know the language, that understand the system. Um, 
to a certain extent, right? Obviously, there's other factors like racism and right. you know systemic right. racism and stuff like that. But it's sometimes hard just to give a perspective for other people when they don't understand like why immigrants don't get it mm-hmm. is because they they're seeing it through their lens. It's yeah. like I came into this country, didn't know the fucking language, yeah. and I and I figured it out. Yeah, right? with I, no money, no you know? money, did fucking three jobs, blue collar work yeah. just to get by. Yeah. And then you hear somebody who's, and you see somebody begging for money. You hear that they speak perfect English. They're smoking cigarettes. They're having beer. And then, and then and an immigrant person is like, what the fuck do you have this shit for? This mm-hmm. is luxury shit. You get yeah. to have that only because it's a luxury. Yeah. And so it's it's hard to empathize for people who came from nothing, specifically if you're talking to like a refugee. Like, for sure, dude, like, for like sure. Like refugees who escape war-torn countries. Yeah. Like I like my friend Abinu Nguyen, she's a, she's a 1FC fighter, right? Uh-huh. She said this. This funny ass. It was funny, but it's really true. Yeah. Where she would hear people growing up, and she she's a, a Vietnamese refugee, mm-hmm. and she would hear people like complaining in Oakland about you know this like, oh like my fucking AC is not working. She's like, you guys have AC? <laughs> you know what I mean? She came from Vietnam. Yeah. She goes, hold on, you guys to you guys got AC? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. What is AC? I, was like, I, I lived in a hut. Like yeah. what the fuck? I lived in a fucking village. Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. So you know. That perspective flip was a huge thing. Like, so can you really complain to B about you not being able to do this stuff? She came from a place where fucking electricity wasn't an option. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird concept. No, for sure. It's a different perspective when when you're coming from a situation like that. But, I, I you know, you can't instill, like, um, I guess, a will into people. You can't, you can't instill uh, that type of, like, uh, motivation yeah. if they don't have it. And so it's like... Hey man, if that's what you want for yourself, then so be it. But don't expect anything either. You know. See, that was the thing too. Like, um, we were having a conversation about this where we were saying, "Well, I've I've kind of started to figure this stuff out too." I think when I was younger, mm-hmm. I think a lot of young people can understand this. We, when we're younger, we tend to get upset at other people who aren't living the same life that we are, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a flaw in that mentality because. Instead of saying like, oh, if you don't, if you're not on my level, fuck you, it should be more like you should learn how to compartmentalize your friendships, right? Yeah, yeah. Understand what this, who this person is and understand where they're going to go. Yeah. You shouldn't be upset at somebody else for not being able to achieve the stuff that you think that they can achieve because mm-hmm. now you're just being their parent. It's yeah. not your job to for be their sure. parent. For sure. And it's, it's better to help save your friendship and your relationships with people by mm-hmm. understanding their capabilities and mm-hmm. expecting what you can expect from them. Yeah. Yeah. So, cause you know, like we've talked about a mutual friend too, who, mm-hmm highly talented can do whatever the fuck he wants but in his mind from our perspective from what we've seen it's like he will choose to do stuff that's very comfortable the way that he wants to do it simply because he doesn't he the discomfort bothers him a little, yeah him a lot right? yeah yeah and for us we can be like yo fuck you you should do a lot better but we're not his fucking parent yeah exactly. the guy's a good person yeah he's fun to be around yeah and when you kind of encapsulate your friendship in that it allows you to navigate it better so because why should i stress myself out for sure for you sure. know putting this pressure on him yeah. for fucking what yeah you know i mean as a as a friend you know who who cares for their friend and loves their friend there's nothing wrong with like you know, giving uh, your opinion, but mm-hmm. then at the end of the day, um, they're they're a grown ass adult. They're gonna have to make their own choice. You know, you can always provide another perspective and and like kind of uh, paint another avenue for them that that might be an option. But then it's ultimately them uh, up to them whether or not they want to take that. Yeah, you know? they're gonna work hard in the way that they want to work hard. Yeah, whether I agree with it or not, it's really none of my fucking business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's none of my fucking business. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think the hard part is like you said is where when I think 
there if if well, this is not this person but if let's mm-hmm. say uh, we've had these type of relationships before where mm-hmm. some where the, a friendship ends up to a point where the person is being such a fucking loser mm-hmm. that they continually want to take from their friends mm-hmm. they take 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 and take when they have a solution when they can do stuff on their own mm-hmm. but they rather take from you rather than doing it see that's when the line gets crossed though. exactly yeah if you if you just want to do you and without it really affecting anybody else that's your prer- yeah that's your prerogative if you want to a handout and, and like, you know, be an opportunist. You're a freeloader. Yeah, exactly. You're a fucking that, freeloader. That, then that's when it's like, all right, man, I, I'm done with your ass, you yeah. know? Because <laughs> it's hard, right? Like, yeah. let's say you have somebody who, uh, like you have a friend who consistently asks you for money all the time, yeah. but then you ask them, yo, what did you do this way? He's like, ah, I was just playing games all day. Yeah. Fuck you. Chilling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, My bitch. money ain't fucking chilling <laughs> in my pocket, though, that you owe me. Give me that shit. I, I could buy Subway today, bitch. Give, fucking give that shit back. Yeah. But that that's, that's the part where that line gets crossed a lot because now you're choosing to be quote unquote lazy mm-hmm. you're choosing to take from the people around you even when you have the ability to do it for yourself yeah and that's where that's where that shit becomes a little weird because i i, te- I genuinely tend not to lend money yeah i only give money yeah so it's yeah, like yeah. You, you i know you're a good person you're in a rough spot i'll give you this thousand dollars i don't expect it to be returned back yeah but that starts coming around three times yeah four times it's right. like now you're trying to get killed right <laughs> <laughs> now you're trying to get stabbed yeah. dude. yeah now i cut out people like that from my life like while back man because once i recognize it i will give them the benefit of doubt like okay just because you know we're friends and we have that history and relationship i give you the benefit of the doubt right but then i think beyond the second time that's when it's like okay that's it you know i uh, I have a a mutual friend with somebody else this guy is like the ultimate fucking freeloader Mm -hmm. uh i think he owes my friend close to like twenty thousand dollars holy shit it's 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 some ridiculous fucking number over time yeah and you know when you're doing well you want to be able to help your friends Mm -hmm. just because of you know whatever the history that you have and you want to be a down-ass friend absolutely but that starts to accumulate after a while, yeah, right? Yeah. And then lo and behold, a lot of us found out through other mutual friends, like the reason why he was borrowing money wasn't because some bad shit happened or things about things that were out of his control. The fucker, the fucker has a gambling. I issue, knew it. I fucking <laughs> right. And this is the shit that pisses me yeah. off the most, right? Yeah. Gambling fucking issue, but on uh, Twitter and then Instagram, it's mm-hmm. like you know you owe twenty G's to your homies and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But you're fucking flaunting the new J's that you got, these new clothes, and then you're putting up inspirational quotes about hustling and working hard. I will fucking Those kill are you. The worst of the worst. I will. Man. I will. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna be like your fucking schizophrenic. I will. I will butt fuck you, dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you best believe I did say it. Yeah. I will butt fuck you. I will confuse my own sexuality <laughs> just to prove a fucking point to you. Like my, to quote Mike Tyson, yeah. I'm gonna fuck you in the ass till you love me. You f word. Yeah. No, but yeah. Those, those people are the worst of the worst. I've had experiences with those type of people too. And um, it's not, and it's like, when once you see it, it's just so disgusting. You know what I mean? Like, How I feel dirty. That? I feel dirty inside. Like that I considered you a friend and I cared for you and, mm-hmm. and I provided for you in a way that you needed because you needed help. Mm-hmm. You needed help. And then, and then turns out, you're just a fucking scumbag, yeah. you know? You you just you were just fucking trying to lie or hide things. And it's like, man, I want to I want to I wish I could sit down and talk to people and understand what's going on. No in point. Their head. No fucking point because they don't have that perspective. Mm. They don't have that sense, you know? Mm. For them, even if you tell them, "Hey, what you're doing is wrong," 
it doesn't process it doesn't process like that to them for them it's just like so yeah <laughs> you know they're like i told you i'm gonna pay you back like what are you tripping about you said that 10 years ago <laughs> this is why the italian mafia is around this is why you need a guy named Vinny to come with the club and start breaking kneecaps hey where's my fucking money yeah, yeah. hey where's my fucking money you gook <laughs> what if what the fuck's my money huh yeah. does my club gotta talk to you two kneecaps and have a rough conversation with you huh but yeah, man, the, the best thing to do is just to cut people like, I mean, it's even worse when you got family like that too, you oh, know? family yeah. is rough, man. Like I've yeah. had some, dog, you want to talk about some, money always fucks up Korean families. For sure, I don't, I don't know sure. what it is about Korean people. And I, I could, I'm, I'm obviously because I'm a Korean person, but I had a situation with um, a family member who, listen, I can't even wrap my head around this because, mm -hmm. so essentially what happened with this family member uh, my parents, my dad, as the oldest son, has been taking care of his parents, right? Yeah. Uh, when my parents first came to this country, uh, as the oldest son, my dad had to make ends meet. And mm -hmm. I remember um, he obviously had to pay for the apartment and, mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. Now, originally, him and his uh, uh, siblings would, would split it up, right? Well, one of his siblings later on, because my, par my grandparents' um, physical state was getting really fucked up, mm -hmm. Somebody had to take care of my grandpa. Mm -hmm. Couldn't live at the house yeah. uh, by himself. Yeah. So originally, what would ha what happened was that uh, one of his relatives decided to take her uh, take him in, mm -hmm. and they decided that it was too much. So my dad was like, "It's okay, just bring him over to the house, right?" Because mm -hmm. I lived there too, so I could help out making mm -hmm. meals or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he was getting a, uh, a social security check, right? Uh, for I forgot how many x amount of months. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, six, six, seven, eight months, or it could even be—it could have been even a little longer. Mm -hmm. We weren't seeing any checks, mm -hmm. right? And mind you, the, these checks that were coming in, we ain't spending it. We're yeah. buying him clothes. We're yeah. buying him food. Any yeah. type of food that he wanted to eat, we, we were gonna get it for him, yeah. right? Uh, none of these, none of these checks were coming in. And so my dad just, you know, he's busy doing his own thing. He's a pastor. He's, he yeah. runs his own business. He's doing all this other stuff. He asked me to go take care of it, and make some phone calls. So I started making phone calls and asking where the checks were. They're like, yo, the checks have been cashed. I'm uh -huh. like, how can the checks be cashed? We haven't received any of them, yeah. right? So that shit apparently, they called and they got those checks rerouted to their house and they were using <laughs> oh, my grandpa's social no. security checks. <laughs> To, for whatever fucking reason. Oh, man. And could you imagine the fucking rage my yeah, dad had? Yeah. Like, because it's not like you're taking money from us. You're taking money from your own parent. Yeah, dude. Who's fucking helpless. Like, <laughs> exactly. You know? So fuck? my dad's, you know, paying all the stuff out of his pocket, which isn't a problem because yeah, that's yeah. his dad. That's but not that's the my, point. That's yeah. my grandpa's money. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And so having to have, and I couldn't, first of all, it wasn't an absorbent amount of money. It mm -hmm. wasn't a lot. It was maybe 600 bucks a month, right? Mm -hmm. What the fuck were you thinking? And were you not thinking that we were going to find out? And I had to deal with the stuff. And yeah. it came to the point where our other relatives were like, yo, why are you guys so upset at her? We couldn't even say anything because we didn't want them to look yeah, at this person right. like a piece of shit. Yeah. Because we're trying to save face for the whole family. And yeah. we, I just don't want to deal with drama. Yeah. And so, you know, we're just like, ah, they just did some weird shit. Yeah, yeah. Still haven't told them till this day uh -huh. about what the specific relative did. Yeah. But that's fucked up. You literally stole that's money a, from your parents. Dude, that's a huge scumbag move, That's man. some scumbag shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I Yeah, I got plenty of stories like that with my family too, bro. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when my grandpa in Korea passed away. Uh, in his will, he left behind land. And I think, uh, you know, on my mom's side, uh -oh. there's like uh, six, 
she has five other siblings. But anyway, the oldest one is uh, a son, right? And he actually did really well for himself because when he was growing up, since he was a firstborn son, yeah. like my grandparents, they did anything and everything yeah. and to, to like push him, right? His education, his college. Um, and you gotta understand, like, they were out in the fucking countryside. They 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 weren't they weren't they weren't wealthy. They were yeah, poor, yeah. you know, with a big family. But he was a priority. And so, long story short, he ended up becoming pretty damn fucking wealthy. I think he he ended up becoming like the president of a, a major bank in Korea and all oh, this shit. shit. Yeah, but it's amazing when the when it came time to splitting the will and splitting the land, he was trying to take it all for himself. <laughs> what the fuck, man? It's like, dude, you're the last fucking person who needs it. Yeah. You know, you 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 got younger siblings who are actually fucking struggling, struggling who yeah. could use it. It's like, you're trying to... So there was this whole fucking mess with that, like fighting going on with the siblings. And then like uh, the grandpa situation you mentioned. So my grandpa... Um, he uh, passed away, I think at, it was a 90, you know, God rest his soul. But maybe about when he was 86, 87, he met this like random fucking pastor on the street. I, uh -oh. I don't really know how, right? But he was maybe like young 40s, late 30s type of dude. And he started living with my fucking grandpa at his senior citizen community. What the fuck? How? They can't and, and, No, yeah. so, so I asked my, I, I thought, I thought that that guy had a relation in our family, like he was a distant cousin or something like that. Yeah. And so my grandpa was just taking him in because he just got here to the, I thought it was something. Yeah. It turns out this guy was a complete fucking stranger. Con but, artist, huh? But I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, And then I guess he met my grandpa somewhere and they got to talking and he needed a place <laughs> to stay. So my grandpa was just like, hey, you could stay with me. So he was pretty much living off of my grandpa. And I'm pretty sure he was spending his social security checks too. And the shit that will fucking piss me off is like this dude would come to like our family get togethers. As a pastor? Yeah. He would drive my grandpa, okay. you know, to these uh, get togethers. And once I heard, see, for, for like a while, I didn't have any feelings about it because I just assumed he was like a distant family member. Yeah. Once I found out he wasn't though, I was not happy yeah. with this dude coming around, man. Yeah. I wanted to say something, but my parents were like, hey, your grandpa's old. Like he's, he's like, you know, obviously content with yeah. having him around. Just, it's, just, I guess for them, they just saw it as him having company. Yeah. Because my grandpa refused to live you know, with uh, with my parents or like yeah. with, with his uh, other son. And then, so it's just like, yeah, let him, let him just have a companion, you know? And it's like, yeah, maybe he might not be doing the, the most ethical shit, but. He's it, getting something yeah, out of it that yeah. he wants. But I'm like, dude, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, How the fuck are you going to meet a stranger on the, in, on the fucking street and, and live with the dude? And, and my grandpa's place was a one bedroom. So I don't even know what the living arrangement was this at the place. was freeloading off a of centurion, dude. dude. The guy's 100 years old. Are you fucking I'm nuts? Saying, what are you guys I'll, talking about? Yeah, I was like, dude, what the fuck is up with this guy, man? And and like, how do you fucking not have shame like to 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 do that shit? You know what I mean? It's weird. How do why is this? Every fucking Korean person get con, dude. Like my <laughs> my my dad has a, a lot of trust issues. Yeah. But you know what? The good thing is, I feel like because he was so hyper cautious because of the uh, of the terrible things that happened to him, it made me a lot more 
cautious as well in a yeah. good way yeah. where if I don't like somebody or I said something is wrong, I'd say not to, you could even ask the closest people to me, like 90% of the time, 95% of the time, I'm usually right about that person <laughs> because I've seen those behaviors. Yeah, yeah. From it's the a people, red flag. Yeah, you know? it's a red flag. It's, yeah. it's like specific behaviors that I've seen uh, my dad go through and he made me sure to, to kind of watch out for these things, yeah. right? And the interesting thing about snakes and, and people who backstab you too, they're the most likable human beings. They, they don't they don't come into your circle or your group because they're terrible people. It's not there in the front, yeah. but you can kind of smell it on them. There's there's something off about how they behave towards you or they open up to you too fast. Yeah. And it's like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And it, it makes you kind of almost sound like a very pessimistic person. Yeah. But it's not that. It's just I've, I've been around people enough to know that most people don't give that much on first meeting somebody mm -hmm. without expecting something For in return. For sure, right? man. For sure. Unless they're balling out of their fucking mind yeah. and you're just a maggot and you're yeah. just a blip yeah, yeah. in their world. Right? No, I mean, look, man. Sometimes people, you, you just have kind and giving people. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I, I really appreciate when I come across those type of people because they're far and few now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, there's a fine line between a person who's just giving and kind and a person who's giving because they, like you said, want something in return or, or is looking for a come up. Yeah. It's just being opportunistic, you yeah. know? Um, Especially in a place like LA, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've had your fair share of dealing with scumbags here. <laughs> this, it's, this city is very odd too because and – I, and I always want to kind of reference – or encompass this this piece of advice for people who move to Los Angeles because sometimes I get uh, I get annoyed of uh, people who come into this city mm. and they get upset at other people for doing the same thing that they're doing right <laughs> so for example yeah. like you'll hear a lot of young creators they talk about this shit and this is like young creators that are probably you know they're starting to pop off or whatever mm. and they go yo man I like a there's no real people out in LA. Like you can't make good friends out here, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hold on a second, pump, pump your brakes. What did you come to LA for? Mm -hmm. And if I ask them, they go, I came to LA, so I wanted to make it, I wanted to network. Mm -hmm. So you didn't come here for friendships. You got what you came here for. <laughs> you got, you came here for acquaintances that you could leech and mooch off of. Right, And exactly. they did the same thing back to you. Exactly. You have no right to say, yeah. I don't have real friends when you didn't come here for friendship. Yeah, so yeah. get the fuck out of here with yeah, that shit. Yeah, what the fuck you expect is gonna happen? You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you, if you want to, you know, build a relationship and cultivate a relationship, you can't approach it from a standpoint of I want something from this person. It has to be like, yo, this person's cool. I vibe with him. I want to, you know, cultivate a French. I want to cultivate this friendship with him. Mm -hmm. And then certain actions come with that mindset. 100%. But then if your thing is, oh, you know, this person could get me some views or this person could get me some likes. Come on, man. What the yeah. fuck? You you know, if your approach is like that and, and it's that and like, superficial. Oh, they're not as dope as I thought they were. It's yeah. like, hold on a second. Dog. Yeah. You guys just collabed on a video, you yeah. dumb bitch. What yeah. made you think you were going to know who this person was? <laughs> but yeah, man, there's there's so many of those types of people, man. And, and like, well, I, I can't speak for other major cities because I haven't spent enough time in other major cities. But in LA anyway, you got a lot of creators here. You got a lot of musicians. You got a lot of actors or aspiring, you know, and man, you 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 just come across some pretty shit human beings, man. Yeah, Los Angeles has a very interesting vibe when it comes to that stuff. Like, uh, like I love the city. Mm -hmm. You know, I've lived mm -hmm. here now for what eleven years. Yeah. So you know, it's it's, it's God become, damn. Yeah, eleven years now, man. Yeah. So it's it's become home. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still have love for my hometown, Sacramento. Right. But you know, I've lived here for a fat chunk of my life now. Mm -hmm. 
you know. So much so that you're a Laker fan now. You no, know? absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, I give a fuck that you guys won a championship. I literally could care less. Fucking everybody hit me up. Yo, we did it. We? What you mean we? Bitch, I ain't no Laker fan. They're like, we did it. Get the fuck out of here, dog. The only reason why I was happy Lakers won was because of Kobe. I know, I know. Because Kobe just passed. I was like, yeah. I want that ring for them. For sure, you know? for sure. Plus, because I knew Sacramento won't get no ring. So I I'm like, I got to vote for somebody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was hyped about yeah. that win, dude. But I've I, never seen I wasn't. I mean, look, it's it's great to to get a chip um in the year that Kobe passed, for sure. I think I think that's fantastic, but you know, it's always going to be an asterisk championship, you know. Yeah. And and like some people think the feat is greater that it happened during a time of like civil unrest, social injustice, pandemic, like all this shit going on. And to an extent, I I I do um agree that that's a big factor. Yeah. Uh but I don't know if I could necessarily say it made it harder because the thing is not all the players were there, not all the teams were there. And, and then so, and it was like super uh, condensed the, yeah. the the remainder of the season. So I'm just like, uh, I mean, it's- it, it was hard for me to watch basketball this season. Yeah, dude, it just- uh, There's it, no crowd. Does yeah. it feel the same? And it, it got to the point where they started um, implementing crowd noise. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's like- Ah, uh, oh, still doesn't feel. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, dog, what the fuck is this shit? Now, I I feel like certain sports uh, without a crowd, it makes it less entertaining. Mm -hmm. But then something like MMA, it makes it so much more Better, raw. Yeah, because you can hear <laughs> skulls like, crush. Crack. You're like, oh, that hurt. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. When when people talk about like, yo, man, I can't believe like that fool got knocked out so easy. Yeah. I don't think you understand. Those gloves are about like an inch thick. <laughs> yeah. The only thing it's doing is protecting the fighter's their hands. hands. Yeah. It's not protecting their face. Yeah. And you're just getting socked up. Yeah. Like legit yeah. hard socks. Yeah. Right. And that's why I'm always saying, like, if you're a UFC fan or anything else, just try training a little bit mm -hmm. and then it'll help you understand the sport a little more. Right. I think that was a good idea for people to understand how how hard they're working because mm -hmm. you could hear them breathe super yeah, heavy and dude. like oh that's that wall work and yeah. that groundwork that they're doing right now yeah. is exhausting yeah because before you just hear a, cr a crowd scream and you're yeah. mad at them right. for not doing anything right. and I'm like look at them yeah now it's so much more intimate you know and it's like you definitely have a, a newfound respect for the fighters because it's like. Did you just see Ferguson take that hit from Gagey and just fucking be completely unfazed? Yeah. <laughs> like the ninety percent of people will be knocked out on their fucking ass cold, you yep. know. But it's like whole because you hear it, you feel it because you hear it, you know. Yeah. And so I got more. I mean, I've always been a UFC fan, but like uh, during the pandemic, I became more invested yeah. in it because it feels so much. Well, more it was raw. the only sport around True. for the hottest time. True. The UFC, yeah. did such a great job oh, in capitalizing on bro. that. They're absolutely. like, you guys don't have sports. I'm the only sport that you have. Yeah. Blew up. Props to Dana White, man. When he, he when, got it done. Yeah, when he first started talking about, hey, we're gonna we're gonna be the first organization to come mm. back. I was like. Okay, I I uh, admire the motivation and the fire you got, but like realistically, how what do you, how can you get this done? He got it done, and then everybody took his blueprint and they started opening Bro, up other sports. What they did in the fucking bubble in uh, Abu Dhabi, yeah, that shit's crazy, man. It's fucking nuts, and the fact that they've had zero infections, yeah, you know, since they started this run, they've they've done a great job. I, they get tested multiple times before you even get to be in yeah, the bubble, yeah, right. Like in the moment they find out you have it, you're, yeah. you get the fuck out, right, right. You're gone. So so I think it's they. Uh, 
he clarified that of like people have tested before they got there yeah. and tested positive, but yeah. nobody once they're in the bubble. Yeah. Nobody's tested positive. And they're constantly testing throughout the whole thing. Throughout the whole thing. Yeah. But then I I, I watch kind of like the insider episodes on YouTube and shit. And then like kind of what they got going on there is just like, dude, that kind of uh, seems like a unique experience that would be fun to have. <laughs> not, well, I mean, you're on an island a, by yourself. With, well, not by yourself, but it's like, what, maybe 200, 300 people there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then you got like the the service and then like everything, the, the restaurants and the food that's all available to you. I'm if like- If you stayed with that one girl, that could have been your whole life, dude. Would you fuck up, man? Gotta bring that. You always got to circle back to that. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have to imagine. That, that, that could have been you, dude. Oh, man. It's okay. I, I miss that girl. I think her name was Sarah or something like that. I forgot her name, but I miss you, dude. <laughs> Actually, I didn't even know she was she was balling like that until after you guys broke up. <laughs> she was so good at hiding it. Well, she didn't need really. She was just a really sweet girl. You just never would think it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was just one of those things where it's like it wasn't flaunted, you know the wealth. Yeah. So if you just an outsider looking in, you would never be able to tell. Oh, 100%. It's, not, it's not like one of these people who are fucking pulling up in like a Bentley, you know. And she like, damn well could if she wanted to. I mean, should you see all those international students, 19 year I remember when uh, you were doing your your uh, your drips and swirls thing. And, oh, yeah. And then uh, I think it was the, one of the grand opening week, right? I'm talking about those Chinese fobs that yeah, rolled up. Yeah, bro. I was like, yo, there's a fucking McLaren. Yep. There's a fucking Bentley. <laughs> and first of all, let's talk about that McLaren where that kid scraped the shit yeah. out of it. I was like, dog, are you fucking nuts? Yeah, dude. But, and they were like 19. They mm -hmm. looked like fucking babies. I'm like, holy shit, bro. You guys are driving like $150,000 yeah, like, cars. I appreciate you for being a fan, but fuck you, man. Yeah, it's like, hey. <laughs> Whatever your family's doing, let me get a let me yeah. get involved in that, bro. So I was talking to uh, one of my friends, and her her dad does uh, a lot of like real estate shit and okay. stock investments or whatever. But okay. he's a Chinese guy, and then mm -hmm. um, I was asking him. I don't think I was asking. I think he brought up about a lot of new money and a lot of these properties mm -hmm. being bought up. Mm -hmm. uh, he kind of alluded to the fact that I guess something that happened in China, where you know these villages were. Uh, gathering all their money up to mm -hmm. buy property and land and where these governments were subsidizing and buying the land off the people mm. so these these are like villagers who save up their whole money and check like whatever hundreds of them yeah to, and they just co cumulatively combined it together and yeah. they all cashed out yeah so they ended up being fucking millionaires that's tight <laughs> so that's why you have these quote-unquote mainland chinese yeah, people yeah yeah who are who made overnight money success right. they just had to you know kind of grind out for a bit yeah and yeah. they just foresaw what was going to happen yeah and so this whole village is just balling now yeah. millions of fucking dollars yeah they don't know what to do with it for they, sure and they've never been in, in a society where or in an area where wealth like that was common right so you have people like the disneyland people who are shitting in bags and throwing it into a <laughs> fucking bush <laughs> yeah. pissing into a bottle and just yeah. you know throwing it off to the side that's, that's why they had to start uh, having etiquette classes yeah. for for you know uh, people traveling to foreign countries yeah stop spitting everywhere huh yeah. don't spit inside the fucking restaurant let's no, start that, with that yeah don't so lay out a newspaper <laughs> in the plane and have your shit kids shit in the middle of the seat <laughs> yeah I can't, I still can't believe that happened. Yeah, yeah. There was an article where this lady had her kid in the middle of a fucking flight. This is like them in first class, by the way, yeah. or some shit like that. Yeah. She lays out a newspaper and the kid starts shitting on the newspaper in the middle of the flight. But you know what I'm saying? Like when, you, when you're coming from the countryside and you're That's like- That's life, baby. Yeah, exactly. You, like- it, you're just doing what you normally do, but you've never been taught or, or been exposed to like, you, you remember, know. remember uh, 
What's that one restaurant that serves that that serves the kalbichim? Songdong. Songdong. Yeah, Songdong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's this one like mainland Chinese fob, dude. Yeah. Like, Songdong is actually a, a kind of like a higher class like Korean restaurant. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Super nice. Has some of the best kalbichim, and kalbichim is uh, braised beef, short rib, and soy and sugar and everything else. Yeah. Um, this motherfucker had a seat on, a foot on the seat like this, elbow out. Yeah. Chewing so fucking loud. I'm on the other side, yeah. and you see this little. <laughs> and rice flying out of his fucking oh, mouth, hell dude. Hell no. Wearing like the, a fucking Balenciaga t shirt yeah, and all yeah. this gaudy, expensive yeah. shit. Doesn't know how to wear it type yeah, of shit. Yeah. Chewing so fucking yeah. loud. Somebody actually came up to him and told him to close his fucking mouth. Yeah. Well, it was that loud. <laughs> hey, man. Like, honestly, a lot of that new money. Don't got re- don't really have class and etiquette, you I know? know. Because That'd be me too, though. <laughs> you wait for me to get money. If somebody tells me to shut my fucking mouth, I'll buy you, bro. Yeah. Get out of my face right now. I got that fuck you money, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have you fucking smoke a crack pipe and blow it in my ass, <laughs> and you're gonna enjoy it. And you're gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely had run-ins with uh, those type of tourists. No respect for personal space whatsoever. At they all. They invade like- At the airport? Yeah, yeah, bro. Like their face is on your shoulder. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Back up, bro. The when we fuck? were When I was going to Japan, yeah. and we're all waiting in line to go into customs, right? Mm. There's this family trying to just cut every- I thought they had family members. They were mm. trying to cut everybody. I put my suitcase in front. I said, no. Because it was like 12 people. Bro, I know. They, they they don't even care. Like they don't even seem ashamed. Yeah, they, and this lady was trying to move around. Yeah. I looked at her. I said- no yeah. i was like you need to go back and yeah. then when the airport attendants came over and saw and they're yeah. like oh it's like can we help you i was like they're trying to cut all of us right yeah, now yeah. and they sent the fucking family of 12 all the way to the back you know what i noticed was that um the moment you speak english to them though it kind of shakes them a yeah, little bit. yeah yeah because they assume that you're just like you know an asian yeah. maybe korean chinese whatever right but you're not from america but then yeah. as soon as they know that you're american and you say english speak english to them they're just kind of like oh yeah like okay like the audacity dude <laughs> yeah. we've been waiting here for fucking an hour and a half and you're yeah. gonna cut 12 and, and the thing is like people nobody knows what's really going on yeah. and so they kind of get away with it yeah but then i know what's up like yeah. i've seen this shit i'm like you're not gonna i'm not gonna wait here another hour because 12 of your family members want to yeah, do this shit bro fuck out of here dude it, that the the definitely the getting on the airplane with uh that is is pretty not not a fun experience. Yeah, they you know? got they got the fucking Gucci bags and everything with the gold chain. I know exactly what you are, bro. Get the fuck to the back. Yeah, you're balling now. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, you are not poor anymore. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. man. but you know what are you gonna do, man? Like they, they for them it's just like they they came in, into that money by um, unique circumstances in the country, and then they were like, well, what are we gonna do? Well, let's yeah. travel. Let's let's get out of this country and let's go see, you know, what's out there. I just there. want money like that one day, man. I just want to wake up one day and just be like, I literally don't have to do anything if I don't uh, want that to. That would be nice. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be like, I need to have an extravagant lifestyle. Even if I could just uh, travel um, very like bare minimum in, in the bare minimum way, mm-hmm. I, I would be ecstatic. I'd be so hey, happy. Y'all, make sure you donate to us and then I'll show you what I'll do with this money, which really isn't much. I just want to, if you guys make me retire in the next two years, like rich like that, I will uh, audition to be a Jabberwocky until I get in. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I got nothing better to do. So yeah, I'm a, like, yo, I'm bro, like, dance. hey man, you're not going to make it. I was like, I made a promise. I told them these people retire me. I'm auditioning every fucking year, dog. I'm over here just fucking body waving my way into this fucking position, bitch. Oh, yeah. I would, if, if I, if I could do that, if I, 
if I could retire uh, anytime soon, you know, like let's say from now and next five years, I would just travel. Honestly, I, I yeah, would just, yeah. I would just, uh, I'd probably travel for at least a few years, mm-hmm. and then uh, if I happen to get tired of that, which I don't think I would figure out what to do after that but yeah. i want to see and experience so many different cultures and foods mm-hmm. around the world but it's time you know and what do you need to have more time you need more money exactly <laughs> shit guys well that wraps up this episode of the genius brain podcast uh we every thursdays and sundays you can find edric at ed2 and also secret society <laughs> as secret society that's s-c-r-t-s-o-c-i-e-t-y go ahead and cop that fucking gear that hat on him is from secret society yes sir this cat right here is also secret society and brain 15 for first time customers that's to get that 15% brain off. 15 yep this shirt that you see me wear consistently because it feels so good <laughs> yeah that's a really comfortable <laughs> yeah shirt. i love this fucking shirt <laughs> but we'll see you all next time all right y'all peace, peace.